Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's unscripted. Another amazing Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And yes, oh my goodness, you're listening to the Queen of Expression, Alex Akurji. And yes, I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of West Africa. Yay! <laughs> and I'm just so excited. Yesterday is another beautiful day, and I am always, always so pumped to be joining you live and to be bringing some of the most amazing influencers from around the world who are using their own, just using their own skills, their own personalities, their own talent, their own brilliance to basically create change from their own corner. And it's always interesting to be able to have powerful, authentic conversation right here on the show. And like every every single show, you know, it's always different and we keep it real here because we say that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. So yes, we do not apologize for our experiences. We do not apologize for how we feel. We do not apologize for what we think. We do not apologize for any of the things that we've gone through, right? We instead give you and empower you with the freedom to be able to uh, show up as the highest expression of yourself. So I am so, so, so delighted that, you know, we're here again. Last time I was here on the show, I had the amazing Maxwell Ivy Jr., also known as the blind blogger. Yes, he's known, he's known as, popularly known as the blind blogger. And, you know, Maxwell was back here on the show after three years, right? And we had quite a bit, we talked about, you know, um, just what's your excuse, right? And Maxwell is really known as the no excuses guy. Um, just by the fact that he's, blind, despite the fact that, you know, he's, uh, yeah, you know, um, his, a blind 
entrepreneur. He still shows up, right? Shows up, does all the amazing things that even people who have their sites are not able to do and, you know, have excuses. He's the author of three books. He is, you know, a blogger. He's a speaker. He's an award-winning writer. And we just talked about his journey, you know, him winning the Amtrak, um, you know, and just what his journey was and what's happened since the last time he was here on the show. I think the last time Max was here, you know, before this one was, you know, our anniversary show in 2015 and when we had 16 guests from around the world. So it was great to catch up with Max. And, you know, Max is a talker. We didn't have enough time to catch up on so much. And I'm hoping that I can, you know, also bring him back to a roundtable conversation. But just like the conversation with Max and every other conversation we've had with any of our guests, don't forget that you can always catch all our archive shows if you miss them live. They are syndicated. They're archived 24-7. And you can catch them right here on our radio channel on Block Talk Radio, or you can just listen to them back on our official website at www.thedaycatalk.live. Or don't forget, you can listen to them on any of our syndicated channels. Yes, we're syndicated on port, you know, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on Stitcher Radio. You can catch us on TuneIn Radio. Yes, you can listen to The Naked Talk on Radio Public. We're also on Acast. You can catch us on CastBox FM Oh, my God, we're on Podcast Africa, sorry, Port Africa in Uganda. We're on the Good Radio Network in Canada. You can catch us almost everywhere. Just go to our official website and check out, you know, for all the channels where we're syndicated. And just, you know, listen in your favorite app or your favorite station, right? So, yes, last time, um, just before we get into the conversation, today is also an amazing day because one of um, our guests is going to be joining us on Friday. Uh, today is her book release, The Enemy Inside me and we're so excited and if you want to find out what the enemy inside me and i know she's going to be here on friday don't forget that you can check out uh you can go to brandylbenson.com and find out more about that and yes we bring in amazing survivors people who've done amazing stuff who've changed their lives and you're using their life stories to create impact in the world. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about what it means to have total presence with my very special guest. Um, now, so many people let the thoughts and opinions of other people fuel their insecurity. But they start to hide and show up as a half measure of who they really are. Now, today's guest was no exception, especially after uh, a powerful 20 years career in different financial uh, positions that ended when she woke up one day half paralyzed from a brain hemorrhage, which ultimately changed her life. Now, she is the recipient of the 2018 Global Women Leadership Award. She's an international speaker. She's a certified presentation coach and as well a self-leadership trainer. Now, I'm so excited to have with me the amazing and beautiful Monique Decker, who's joining me live all the way from the Netherlands, and I'm just really thrilled to have Monique here on the show. Hi, Monique. Welcome to The Naked Talk. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to join. Great. Thank you so much. I'm just, I'm so excited to have you here. I know we've been planning to do this show for a while, and finally you're here, and yay! I don't know if you see this, but you know... There's a red carpet for you, Monique, so I know you're all about total presence, so yes. <laughs> hopefully we can, have you, we can have you sashay with all of your shoes on the red carpet, so there's a red carpet, I hope you can see it. Yes, 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 I indeed love shoes, that is one of my signatures, so I'm well known for that, for my shoes, yes. <laughs> And I know we're going to be talking a little bit about it because I have, you know, a few questions, something crossed my mind. But just before we get into today's, you know, conversation and for the sake of those who are listening from around the world um, yes. who are 
basically just get into, you know, some of them have probably not had the privilege of coming, you know, in coming into your presence and, you know, and so let's get a little naked. You had <laughs> quite a journey. So um, how would you describe the person that you are today? Who would you say is Monique Decker? Well, the, that's a very interesting question. The person who I am today, well, I'm definitely not anymore the person I was yesterday or last year. I've come from a far <laughs> way. But the person that I am today is um, I tend to look at myself as a strong, independent woman um, and, you know, getting to know my flaws, my faults, and also taking the courage to say what I want. I didn't do that many years ago you know I would have a dream or I would want something but I would keep it to myself um, just thinking who am I to think that I can do that or to want that and today I can really look at myself in the mirror and speak to people and just say for example I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey in Holland for example <laughs> so um, yeah you know the courage that I have um, grown to open up to be myself and to dare to be vulnerable um, that has made me so much stronger than I thought I was while, while I was keeping in everything and pretending to be this really strong woman I've discovered that yeah. just opening up and you know um, not being afraid to show that you are also human and you have also your flaws, your mistakes and whatever, that it even makes you stronger and people don't love you less because you have mistakes or flaws. So that is the person I really am today. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say this, you know, and, and to be honest, you're speaking my language. Um, and I guess that's why we, you know, have to do this show. We have the conversation is, you know, yeah. encouraging the listeners and empowering the listeners to understand that, you know, you said, you said something. People will love you any less for being who you are. I think we True. always feel like we have to be perfect. And we always yes. feel like we cannot, cannot afford to make mistakes and we cannot afford to own up to our mistakes and we cannot afford to show up as who we are. And yes. you said, you know, you for a long time, we're trying to be some, you know, you didn't have that courage to voice mm -hmm. out, to show up and, and to follow through on the things that you wanted. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know, even yes. today. They want something and, you know, they're not courageous enough to be honest yeah. or to be open or to be vulnerable. And I guess that's what, you know, being naked really is about. And I applaud yeah. you for finally being, you know, that woman now who has found the courage to show <laughs> up and, and be, you know, herself. Yes. So let me ask you this. I know that I know that they say that some leaders are born, right? Yes. Others say that leaders yes. are made. Yes. And I know that you're one of the winners of the 2018 Global uh, Woman Award in Leadership, and you're an experienced yes. trainer in self-leadership. Let's talk a little bit about Total Presence, you know, the Total yes. Presence Academy, mm -hmm. and why you started it. Why did you start it? Well, actually, Total Presence Academy, I started it uh, three years ago, and that was after the stroke that I had. I decided that I wanted to start a business of my own. I didn't want to go back to work for a boss. And I am, uh, I'm, I've been speaking since I was eight years old in front of large uh, groups of people. Um, but now I wanted to learn how to teach other people to speak and when I started with a study, I realized within a few weeks that 
I was so much more interested in what was going on in uh, the mind of the speaker. Why were people afraid to speak? What was keeping them back? What was you know, their, their dilemma for standing in front of a group? And I discovered that it has nothing to do with the stage. It has nothing to do with standing in front of the group. It has everything to do with how they see themselves, how they, the, the self-image that they have. And I hmm. was really caught up in the thought that I wanted to know what was really going on. What were they thinking and what could I do to help them? Because I could lear- teach them all kind of techniques, you know, how to stand and how to speak and your voice and your tone of voice. But I realized that... I would give them that and then send them away. But what they were taking with them was their self-image, the way they thought mm. about themselves and spoke about themselves. So you could teach them all kinds of techniques and it would work for just that moment. But when they would go to somewhere else, they would have the same problem. So I, this, I started to um, study more about neuroscience, about positive psychology, about cognitive behavioral therapy to know what was moving people from the inside and what was keeping them back. So when I started, I started Total Presence Academy because the, my idea was that it is not only about what you see on the outside. It's not only about what you mm. say. It's about the total you, who you are totally. And it is not only when you stand in front of a group. It is totally you every day the whole day, wherever Mm -hmm. you go, you present yourself. If you go to the store or you go to pick up your children from school, you always present yourself, even if you're not aware of it. And I think that that is also one of the things that I teach in self-leadership is to become aware of the fact that you are always communicating with people. You're always sending Mm -hmm. signals, even if you're aware of it or not. And self-leadership is about becoming aware of what is happening with you, within you, what you are spreading, how people are reacting on you. So I have combined those two things. And that is what total presence is to me. It is about who you are as a total person, not just a piece, but a total person every day, every minute. Monique, I really think this is so amazing. And, you know, just <laughs> listening to you and listening to you talk about total presence, I'm really starting to think a lot of people definitely need that. And, and you yes. rightly said, you know, we're always communicated. I mean, yes. the, you know, the thing, even when I talk about expression, right, mm-hmm. and being, it's that we're always expressing something. You know, you're either showing yes. up as the highest expression of yourself or mm-hmm. showing up as the lowest expression of yourself. And yes. so it's, amazing that you know there really is a connection somewhere you're talking about self-image because that's true like you said you can teach a lot of techniques you can say mm-hmm. oh, this is how to talk and this is how to yes. communicate and, and that but if you if a person who really has to translate that right mm-hmm. and internalize that has self-doubt has problems you know self-image issues right or challenges with yes. themselves and see themselves as as not good enough or see themselves as or whatever, however it is that they carry mm-hmm. themselves or they present themselves, mm-hmm. then they won't be able to deliver, right? Because no. they still have, no. you know, some challenges that they're going through inside. So it, it really, yeah. I love the idea of Total Presence Academy and yeah. um, and why you started it. So let's yeah. talk about, um, I want us to go back just a little bit because mm-hmm. I know you mentioned about, you know, you starting Total Presence Academy right after your stroke, right? Yes. And 
So, you know, take us a little bit, let's take us a little back to that particular event, what it was okay. like to wake up one day, right? And because yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I really wanted to hear, you know, the story. What was it like? I mean, how did the stroke happen? And, you know, how did your life really change with that? Yes. Well, actually, um, in 2006, the doctor discovered that I have a heart condition. And because of that, I had a very blood high. Uh, high blood pressure and that was going on for all these years um, at a certain point in time they said they will have to operate on my heart well luckily that didn't have have to happen at that point in time uh, but so I was suffering of high blood pressure and then my mom got got sick in 2012 she was 60 years young I say because 60 is really young and uh, within two months laying in the hospital she died so I'm an only child, and it was very, very hard because, you know, you have to do uh-huh. everything. But uh-huh. my mom was also like my friend. You know, she was only 18 when I was born. So you, I had a very young mom, and we shared everything. So it was difficult losing her. And within a few, four weeks after that, she, after she had passed away, I woke up morning um, half paralyzed, not knowing what happened. So it happened in my sleep. And as I woke up in the morning, I tried to get out of bed and I just, you know, um, collapsed. And I was like, what is going on? And luckily, my husband didn't leave yet. It was like six o'clock in the morning. And I um, I called and he came upstairs. And, you know, I, I thought I'm so ignorant. I, I thought, you know, I didn't sleep that well. Maybe I laid on the wrong side or whatever. And he was saying, no, you have to go to the doctor. So... Well, to make a long story short, eventually um, we went to the doctor and they sent us through to the hospital and there, you know, three doctors came in and two nurses. And my experience from the previous months when my mom was in the hospital for two months had taught me that when one doctor comes in the room or a nurse, there's nothing wrong. But as soon as they come with a whole bunch, like three or more, then, you know, there's something definitely wrong. So I saw them coming in and I was like, what is going on? And then when you get the message that you have a stroke or a brain hemorrhage, as you, you call it, um, it is like you, you don't really understand what is going on. And the whole time mm-hmm. I was thinking that, you know, if my arm would be, healthy again and I would be able to move my arm and my leg then everything would be okay but as the weeks passed I was in the hospital for 10 days as the weeks passed I realized that there was so much more going on and it was much more than you can even comprehend even than you can express to people because you don't know what is going on in your own head but you realize that things have changed, the way you see the world, the way you interpret things, the way you react on things. Um, so they sent me to the recovery rehabilitation center, and I lived there for six months. And that was also, wow. um, yeah, that was a difficult time, you know, and the most difficult times, and we don't speak too much about it because... I still get sad sometimes when I think too much about it. But when my husband and I speak, you know, we were speaking about the most difficult times, uh, moments were when he would bring me back because after a while I could go home on Friday. He would take me on Friday and then bring me back on Sunday evening. And the most difficult moments were Sunday evening when he would drive away. Mm -hmm. And I would stand in the kitchen and I'm waving and I know that he can't see me. 
but I'm still waving mm-hmm. and I see the car driving away. And for him, that was also the most difficult moment every Sunday night when he was driving home, um, leaving me behind there. So that was, um, that was quite a journey, but you know, um, being there has literally set me still. I had to be still. Mm-hmm. I had to come back to who I was. Um, I had so much time to think. In the beginning, you're mm-hmm. busy getting better, and then you have time to think. And I realized that I was living my life for other people. Well, I realized that before that moment, but that was a moment that I realized even more. You know, being mm-hmm. always being busy to satisfy other people and to live the life that they want you to live instead of living your own life. So um, that that was in that period that I really realized and discovered that it was time for me to go live my life and to choose for myself and to do what really makes me happy. Yeah. Wow. What, you know, what a... (laughs) What a moment of real self-awareness, and I can't even, you know, try to imagine. I'm trying to picture, you know, just the, you know, <laughs> the image you were painting of, you know, having to always say goodbye, right, every mm-hmm. Sunday to your family, and I, I can uh-huh. think of how painful that must have been. And what an experience, really, especially when you're leaving life, you know, um, on the fast lane, like you have a good job, mm-hmm. you know, everything seems okay, um, and all of a sudden, you know, you can't move, right? Mm. And then you have to go through all of this rehabilitation. That really yep. must slow around. Trust me, I've not had that, but I know what it is to feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you're ill for a little while and you can do all mm-hmm. the things you want to do. And it's almost like God is stopping you somehow yes. to pay attention yes. and come into your own awareness. Um, and like you said, you realized, you know, even more that you had been leaving for other people and choosing yep. other people first, you know, putting other people's uh, expectations and desires for you before your own innate desire. So yes. let's uh, talk about um, just, you know, um, what it was like, like at what point, you know, right after through all of that experience and you starting to, you know, get yourself become better, what was mm-hmm. the first step you took to... Um, sort of activating your own desires. Like, you know, what was the first, like, and I say this because I know that there are lots of people who are listening and or who will still get to listen to our conversation. And trust me, Monique, let me tell you that people pull a lot of strength from listening to the guests and their experiences. I know this. And Mm -hmm. so what was the first step that you took right after, you know, finally coming into physical healing, right? At what point, yes. okay, you know what, what was the first step you took to now activating your own desires or your own dreams? Yes. Or your well, own the, life, you know, the things that you mm-hmm. wanted for yourself. Yeah. The very first step that I had to take was um, one of the most difficult steps, and that was, uh, well, you know, in Holland, I don't know how it is in other countries, but in Holland, when you are sick for such a while, because it was like a year that I was out of my uh, work, mm-hmm. then you have to reintegrate again. So you start slowly from home, and I had my laptop at home so I can log in and I can mm-hmm. work. And I wanted it so, so badly. I know that I didn't want, I knew that I didn't want to go back to the office job, but just to get started again you know I had to become better and you know prove to myself that I can do the things that I was able to do before that so one of the most difficult things was that after two months 
of trying, I would log in and I had the um, I spoke with my boss and he said, you know what? If we will start just by two week, two times in the week, just for two hours each two days in the week, then you know we'll see how we can build that up. And it was terrible because after two hours behind my laptop, I was so tired I did not do anything and I had to sleep for four hours. That is how tired I was and my head just refused to work with me. And the most difficult part came when I had to tell him, I cannot do this anymore. It, it felt to me as if I was a failure, as if I was giving up, as if my world was, you know, everything that I had built. I had my studies. I had a very good career. Um, I started as a manager, financial manager at a very young age. And I felt that everything was slipping away and I couldn't hold on to it. And that was one of the most difficult things that I had to do, really let go, but say it out loud and tell my manager, I cannot do this anymore. I have to let go. This is, this is killing me. And that was difficult. When I did that, it was such a relief, not at the moment that I was seeing it, but mm-hmm. when I hang up the phone, it was such a great relief. And it felt as if I had freed myself from this burden that I was carrying with me. So I, what I did afterwards was by doing that, by letting go, I created the space and the, the, yeah, the space for myself to, um, to see, okay, I don't have to do that anymore because I have let that go. So what can I do now? What is it I really want to do? So that was the Mm -hmm. first step, just letting go and then creating the, the space for myself to really look at what would make me happy. I really think that this is so beautiful, and it's beautiful that you say this, because sometimes really the first step to really creating that life is to let go of something, right? Letting go of something that's taking up space, letting go of something that's, you know, taking up space or is holding you back from actually chasing. And I think that that's what we forget a lot of time, that sometimes we hold on so long, we're afraid to let go because we think our world will end. But maybe if you give up that thing, you create space for something new, something fresh, something better, something greater to come in. I think that this is amazing. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. You know, actually, um, I, I say I have let go, but actually what I did is I didn't, let go I focused on what I wanted so because mm-hmm. sometimes we we should let go of things but sometimes it's so hard to let go because we focus on mm-hmm. the part that we have to let go but if we would turn it mm-hmm. around and we would say okay we're not focusing on the letting go part but we're focusing on embracing ourselves mm-hmm. so when you embrace yourself mm-hmm. then you have no choice then to let go so instead of focusing on mm. you know the part of letting go you focus on embracing yourself and with that, you create the space and you automatically let go. So um, I think that that is one of the important things that I see in, in my trainings and, and the, 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 the way I work with people is that we cling on to, you know, that one thing. And we, know, we all know that where you send your attention, you know, it grows. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, mm-hmm. That's where your energy goes. So when we notice that letting go isn't working for us, then let's refocus and go back to embracing ourselves and then the letting go part 
will be. I really love that you highlight that because, again, like you said, you know, in practical terms, it is so difficult for people to let go because, like you yes. said, their focus is on this thing that they're letting go yes. and they're holding yes. us to, and it's painful. But if you change your mindset and you focus not on the thing that you're letting go but the thing you're trying mm-hmm. to attract, then exactly. you realize how important it is to let go. And that, that really is a very positive solution-focused way to look at um, attracting yes. the things that we want. So here's, here's what we're going to do, Monique. Please hold your thoughts. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick <laughs> commercial break. We'll take okay. a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Okay. You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Okay, we're back. Hey, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurzi. And yes, if you're just tuning in and just joining us, my name is Alex Akurzi. It hasn't changed. And yes, I'm the Queen of Expression. And I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. And just before we went on that little commercial break, you know, I was talking to my very, very, very special guest, Monique Decker. She is an award-winning leadership trainer and international speaker who's joining me live all the way from the Netherlands. And we have been having a really amazing, illuminating conversation on what it means to have total presence, right? And just before we went to that, you know, break, she talked about, you know, that challenging time, really challenging time when she decided to change her life, you know, when, you know, something clicked for her and when she, you know, had, you know, that stroke and what it was like rehabilitating and getting herself back and letting go of, you know, just, you know, the, the, the career that she had just to create room and space for her future. Now, if you're just joining us, don't forget that this is a conversation. So yes, it's interactive. You can call in. Maybe you want to ask Monique a question. Maybe you want to contribute to something we're saying. Um, I know you don't want to talk to me, but you probably want to talk to Monique. So yes, you can call in. The number to call is plus one three two three six four two one six nine three. Sorry. The number to call is plus one three two three six four two one six nine three if you're calling from outside the US. If you're calling from the US, just call three two three six four two one six nine three dial as a local number. Or you can click just hit the Skype button. There's a Skype button right on top of your player and you can dial in for free. Just click on the Skype button and yes you can call into the show for free. Or you can tweet using hashtag the Naked Talk, and yes, we will read your tweets right here on the show. Or you can send us a question. Um, I'm so sorry, the in-studio chat room is not open today, but hey, you can send your questions on WhatsApp, or you can send your contributions, whatever it is. Make sure to share with us, and of course, your contributions will be read right here on the show. Hi, Monique. Welcome back. Thank you, Alex. Okay, so just before we went, you know, in that commercial break, we'd been talking about, you know, letting go, and you had shared, you know, what, 
how important it is to focus more on the thing that you're trying to attract as opposed to what you're trying to let go. Yes. And, uh, you know, how so many people really focus more on what they're letting go that it's, it becomes even more painful to mm-hmm. let go. So let's talk about, um, you, know, who, you know, who you will say uh, are some examples, you know, shining examples of, of self-leadership because, I know that, and I think that, you know, um, I mean, I know you focus a lot on self-leadership because yes. we all have to be the boss of ourselves, right? And we have to yes. lead ourselves for us to be able to lead other people. Now, who would you say are shining examples, people who you admire, you know, leaders that you admire um, how they show up? You know, how, you know, you admire their total presence. Let me use that. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, example of people that you say, you know, you admire. Yes. Um, well, it's, would not be a surprise if I say that Oprah Winfrey is someone that I <laughs> admire and I, I look at the way she presents herself. And for me, she is really um, an example of self-leadership. If you see how, where she came from, how she, how, how many, how much she had to overcome and, you know, um, prove herself and even go back and say, I'm going to do it even when people shut the door for her, then I say that is truly self-leadership, not letting anyone take away from you what you know that you have inside. And I think that we can learn so much from her um, by just being, well, actually, uh, the more people say no to you, the more you get inspired to prove them wrong. But you're not doing it to prove to them, but you're mm-hmm. actually doing it to prove to yourself that you are capable of doing that, what you want to do. So that is one person mm-hmm. that I really admire and what she has dealt with her Oprah Winfrey talk show. It's the, the way she has inspired millions and millions and millions of people around the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would say I can only have the dream that one day I can even come close to having the influence that she has in um, the influence in people's lives to helping them to get a better life or to to inspire them to make something out of their lives. And another person that I also admire is uh, Les Brown. I had the privilege to Mm -hmm. share the stage with him in July where I received the Global Woman Leadership Award. And meeting him face-to-face was such a great experience because he is also an example of someone who has made it in this world, someone who is very successful. And still, when you meet him, he is such a normal man, just just humble, mm-hmm. you know, to be among people and to speak to people. And that is also one of the things that I admire in people who are successful, leaders who become successful and still never forget where they come from. And I think that is so important. And I I pray out every day that it doesn't matter how successful I become one day, that I may never forget where I come from. Because for me, that is Mm -hmm. also a very, very important part of uh, self-leadership. So these are Mm -hmm. two of of the bigger examples that I I look up to in the world. Yeah. Yay. People like Oprah (laughs) and Les Brown. Who would would agree with that? Um, yeah. And I think that you're doing, you know, you're doing, you know, doing amazing stuff from your own corner. I think if each one of us, you know, took the time to create 
you know, impact from our own corner, right? We'll change the world, yeah. you know? Um, so Absolutely. I think that you're doing that. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit. I know that you, you know, you did quite a bit of coaching before and with you mm-hmm. training, you know, people to have um, disability and, and self-leadership. What would you yes. say are one of the reasons that people find it difficult to show up as who they really are, you know? Um, I know we you talk about this and we talked about this a little bit about, you know, just um not having that courage, right? Yes. And a lot of people yes. are still a reflection of societal expectation or what people want mm-hmm. for them or, you know, hiding behind, you know, that mask. Yes. So yes. what would you say, you know, uh, oh, probably one of the reasons that people really find it very difficult to just be who they really are? Well, you know, actually the people themselves cannot even help it. It sounds strange. And when I say this to my husband, he always says, you are always looking for an excuse why people can't <laughs> do something. Um, I say, no, I'm not looking for an excuse. I just understand how the brain works. But mm-hmm. the people who are afraid to show up for who they are, actually, they really can't, they, they can't really help it. And the reason why I say that is because we have been raised like that. Society has formed mm-hmm. us to the people we have become. And because mm-hmm. it has been indoctrinated so in our brains and in our mind that we should act a certain way. You know, if you don't dress a certain way, you don't speak a certain way, then you're not welcome in certain places. Or, you know, society has put this image, but we have also um, been raised with that image, childhood on, you know, uh, when we hear, uh, don't, don't, say, um, don't say such stupid things, for example, how many times we hear adults saying that to children, say that so many mm-hmm. times to a child, and that child grows up thinking, oh, I should be quiet because anything I say is stupid. So, stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the image that we create, that, that we as adults have, is for a great deal um, dependent on how we were raised or not even by our parents, but by society sometimes at school, what we have, you know, what we have mm-hmm. learned there. So when we become adults, we really don't know otherwise than that is the way to behave. Mm -hmm. And then when we get in contact with self-leadership and we change our environment, and I say environment because I do believe that environment is such a very, very important part of um, becoming the person that we are or who we really want to be. When we change from Mm -hmm. environments, and we get into the right environment and suddenly we see, hey, wait, this is not the person that I really am or this is not the person I want mm-hmm. to be. You know, we have this mm-hmm. voice inside that earns us to, um, to, to change because we feel that we want more. We feel that there is more inside. So in order to be able to get that more out of us, we need to change our environments and when we, as long as we stay in the same environment, we will not show up for the people, for the person who we really are, because we will keep living the life that people want for us instead of the life that we want. And I believe that that is one of the reasons, one of the most important important reasons why people keep hiding behind the mask. You know, I love that you talk about how you know people sometimes can't help themselves, 
right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I mentioned this in my book, and I talked about, you know, some of the things that we have been fed into our heads, you know, from mm-hmm. our diaper days. In other words, yes. you know, things that we were told growing up, sometimes yes. it's ingrained in religion, sometimes it's in politics, sometimes it's in our culture, sometimes yes. it's, you know, just some of the beliefs that we hold that end up becoming limiting beliefs that hold us back. But somehow, yeah. these are things that we were fed, and these are things that we saw mm-hmm. and observed, and they became mm-hmm. our own way of being. And I yes. like that you mentioned about changing environment because I think that, you know, changing environment could also mean changing association, right? It could yes. just mean, yeah. you know, new people you're surrounding yourself with or interacting with, which could not, you know, for example, connecting with someone like you, even though I'm not in Netherlands and I'm all the way in Africa, <laughs> I still feel like that's, an, that's a change of environment or a yes. change of connection or a, Absolutely. You know, a new kind of interaction. So sometimes maybe when we start to interact with people who are really showing up as themselves yes. or showing up as a great example of self-leadership, then we start to yes. say to ourselves, hang on a second, you know, I wish I could challenge you know, the the beliefs that I have, look at what Monique is doing, right? And yes. look at how she's showing up. And now yes. I'm inspired to, to change and, and to do, because this is not being, this is what I want. What she's doing yes. is what I want. Um, so I like that you mentioned that because I think that, you know, one of the beauties of having this co- kinds of conversation is allowing people to, you know, giving people that freedom to be able to say, hey, that's, you know, that's something that I, that's something I can take away. That's something yes. very important because I noticed that people struggle a lot with really being themselves. Now let's let's talk about. Um, we know that life is all about overcoming obstacles. You know, yes. we all experience challenges. We have to overcome those challenges. And I know that you know you having to go through, you know, the stroke and that painful period. You know, that created kind of like a trigger for who you are now. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is you know one lesson that you learned? from that experience that you learned about yourself as a person? Wow. Uh, One lesson that I've learned about myself as a person, I have learned so many lessons, um, but one of the things that I've learned is that I don't have to be afraid, and that is what I started off with saying, I don't have to be afraid Mm -hmm. that if I show my true self that people will love me less. That is one of the things that I've learned um, uh, because when you come from a period as I have been through, then you change, you you know, or Mm -hmm. um, everything stays the same, but you change. So when you come out Mm -hmm. of the recovery home for six months, you know, suddenly Mm -hmm. you are changed and people don't understand where you're coming from and you don't understand Mm -hmm. them because something in you has changed. But Despite mm-hmm. the fact that I had changed and I would be, um, I, well, I haven't really changed in my character, but the way I handle things and the way I look at things, I have learned to say no more often. I have learned to think about myself because being ill, you cannot say yes to everyone. And I've tried it, mm-hmm. but then, you know, my body says, uh-uh, you can go, but I mm-hmm. am staying so I have learned that I don't have to be afraid to be myself. It is really, that, mm-hmm. maybe that is the most important lesson. It is really a freedom and uh, um, a relief to be who you are, 
just to be free. Just don't be afraid of saying what you think or, you know, um, uh, letting people see who you are. And if something goes wrong, just admit it. Just say, you know, well, I'm also human. That is maybe the biggest lesson that I've learned, that it is such a freedom to just be who you are. It's really, really a very big treasure. Yeah. Monique, you're a woman after my heart. Can I say that? <laughs> you're a woman. I think the first time I, I connected with you, I was saying that they were so, but we speak the same language. And, yeah. you know, like you said, um, you know, having that freedom and saying, you know what, hey, I'm human after all. That yes. was something I had to learn to myself. It's like yes. I grew up with so much expectations, wanting to be perfect, you mm-hmm. know, chasing perfection. And yes. it was really tough to make mistakes. Like I beat myself hot. But now yes. I'm like, wait, hang on a sec. I'm human. You know, yes. I'm not different. I'm not special. You know, it's okay. I like you can try again. And I yes. think there's really a freedom. There's a sense of, there's a free, you know, there's that relief, that, you know, that, that peace you feel when you allow yourself. We're not saying that just because you're allowing yourself to be free means that no. you cannot aspire to do better or greater. We're just no. saying that you don't have to beat yourself so hard, right? That no. you can say, you know no. what? What can I learn from this and how can I move forward without having to use that to hold you back? So here's what we're going to do, Monique. I think we need a little bit of music in this house because you're here and we know we have to have a bit of a a little party. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. always that we have someone joining us live all the way from Netherlands. So um, (laughs) this is Is It Okay by Daniel Tiller. And Daniel Tiller was a former guest on this show. And um, we'll be back. Make sure to enjoy. One of those days when it's hot but it rains at the same time One of those days I pretend that I am but I'm not fine It's one of those days I couldn't get up if I wanted to It's all of this weight on me It's one of those days I look in the mirror I don't know myself One of those days I just want to It's one of those days when I want to give up, give in to impossible. I tried to be the hero, but I ended up the fool. Is it okay if I fall apart? Okay, if I don't bounce back. I'll be okay, I just need a minute to be by myself. Be 
today. Is it okay? Um, Oh, my God. Well, if you're just joining us, don't forget that you're listening to The Naked Talk. And, yes, we keep it pretty unscripted, uncensored, um, unfiltered, (laughs) right? We have unfiltered conversations, authentic conversations, really giving you the freedom to show up as the highest expression of yourself. Now, wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget that you can, you know, if you're just joining us, you can always listen back to the archive show. Make sure to share it with your friends, with your colleagues, with anyone you know who will benefit from the conversation that um, me and my special guest, um, Monique Decker, who's joining me live all the way from the Netherlands. Yes, she is an award-winning self-leadership expert, trainer, uh, coach, and international speaker, and Monique has really shared so much so much, so much. I take it. So much uh, jewels, right? <laughs> jewels from the conversation that we've been having about what it means to have total presence. Hi, Monique. Welcome back. Hi, Alex. Great to be back. <laughs> okay, so just before we went, you know, on that musical break, we've been talking about, you know, the lesson that you learned, um, yes. you know, through your own experience, and you talked about, you know, just that freedom, you know, you yeah. learning, you know, giving yourself that, you know, freedom and knowing that it was okay for you to, um, you know, be who you are and the people won't love you any less for just you yes. know, finally accepting yourself. Um, so even though we talked about, you know, those challenging moments, let's talk about what, what you would say has been one of the greatest moments in 
kind of this transformation, right? Now you walk in your part and being this <laughs> example of total presence and living the life and yeah. being an award winner and speaking, traveling <laughs> all over the world speaking. I know now that I know also know that you're a director uh, of Global Women Club in the Hay. I mean, you probably tell us yes. about it, but what would you say is one of you know has been one of the greatest moments with what you do now? Well. Um, one of the greatest moments, wow, I have had so many in the last years, but, well, the greatest moment is the realization that I now am really, really doing what I love to do. The, the courage that I had just to choose for myself and just choose and say, mm-hmm. I am not going to do anything anymore that doesn't really truly makes me ha- make me happy. And mm-hmm. That was a certain moment that I realized how how important it is for our well-being, for the way we act, the way we come across. Because, you know, giving yourself that space to say, um, this is my moment, this is my time in life, this is my, you know, mm-hmm. my journey and I'm going to walk it. It mm-hmm. helps you mm-hmm. to be so authentic and whatever comes after that can only be more wonderful because you are giving yourself that space. So, <laughs> sorry. One of the, uh, one of the things that I've discovered is that just by being who I am and just by taking the opportunity, having the guts to stand up and say, this is my mission. This is what I want to accomplish. Uh-huh. That has made that I have changed so many lives and, uh-huh. The realization that standing in your power and standing for your mission, standing up and living your mission, that it is not something that you do for yourself. It is something that you do for others. And that gives me so much satisfaction. It, it makes me my heart jump every time when you coach someone or you train someone and you see them growing and you see uh-huh. them taking steps uh-huh. and becoming the person they want to be. You know, And you can be just a little part in in helping them Mm. to get there when we realize that it is so important to live our mission and that it is not about us but it is about what we are here to do to serve others Mm. suddenly the whole our whole vision on everything changes and that was a realization for me i'm writing my own book now that is called yourself in leadership and in that book i speak about I, i talk about my childhood about my experiences and how I discovered that I had self-leadership in me from the time I was eight years old. I've discovered that when I was an adult, um, actually. But when we, in that book, I write also about that we are here on earth to serve each other. I do believe that we all have uh, the same purpose and that it's only packaged Mm -hmm in a different way. The one different sings thing. and the other mm-hmm. speaks and the other, you know, is a nurse or a teacher. Mm-hmm. But in the end, we all are here to serve one another. And I do believe that that is the mm-hmm. one purpose that we all have. And when we realize that, when the moment that I realized that, that I shouldn't keep myself back because keeping myself back, as they say, it's a well-known saying that keeping yourself back doesn't serve the world. But it is really true. Mm-hmm. When we keep ourselves back, we rob people from the gift that we that is has been given to us. And my grandmother always told me that when you have a gift and you don't use it, 
then God takes it away and gives it to someone else because you have you had it, you received it to use it. So we sh- we it is really important to realize why we are here and that we um, we really should use that gift in the way that it is supposed uh, or th- that it is meant to be, and that is to serve each other. Monique, uh, first of all, <laughs> you lit up a light bulb in my head. I don't think I've really heard anyone say it the way that you say, said it when you said that we all have the same purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like, and that leads to light bulb because that's true. We all have the same purpose, but it's just packaged differently. Yes. One might sing and the other might. But it's true because we're all here to serve each other. It Absolutely. doesn't matter what you do. You're here to serve me, and I'm here to serve you. And yes. what we're doing is supposed to enable each other. And Absolutely. when you hold that back, then when you hold your gift and you hold your brilliance back and you hold your talent and you hold what it is, mm-hmm. your mission back, when you hold yourself you know, away from serving the world, mm-hmm. um, when you hold yourself back, it doesn't serve the world. And I think no. that, that really does make a, you know, and that, that just, that lit a light bulb in a really practical way. You know, we kind of know these things, but we don't really mm-hmm. think about it. Like, imagine if somebody who is a skilled doctor, right, or a skilled yes. nurse, or an yes. entertainer, and everybody just mm-hmm. says, you know, let's just all hold our talents back. Mm-hmm. Then we won't have anybody to entertain us, and we won't no. have no doctors in the hospital, and we would not True. have any authors or books to read, and we will not have True. musicians to listen to or music to yes. listen to, and we will not have yes. movies to watch, and we would not have... Mm-hmm teachers to teach us and you know like and the world imagine what kind of world that would be if we didn't have yeah. artists and painters and 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 so you're right we're here to serve each other and so yeah. when we hold ourselves back from being that highest expression of for mm-hmm. living in our total presence then mm-hmm. it doesn't serve it doesn't serve us but it doesn't serve the world either so no. i think this is such an amazing conversation that we've been yeah. having um <laughs> and i know this because i always get messages from our listeners it's so funny how someone can listen to a show that was done two years ago and still feel yes. impact and that's why wow. like you know having uh, amazing women like you so amazing guests and amazing people like you here on the show so let's talk about i know that you mentioned about your new book that's coming yourself yes. and leadership um and um i know that also you're doing a lot of work empowering women as a director with the global woman do you want to talk about the global woman club and and just yes. what you've been doing with that Yes, of course. Well, Global Woman Club is um, relatively new in, in Holland, for um, especially. We've been here in Holland for one year now, and we've opened a second mm-hmm. club because Global Woman is growing so hard all, alo- all over the globe. And the mission of Global mm-hmm. Woman is really to empower women and to connect them locally to gr- help them grow globally. So... You know, we are in more than 20 countries now and we have a global woman club where we come together once a month and we collaborate, we speak, we share stories, we inspire, empower each other. You know, um, we offer the people, women the stage and I joined the global woman club in January and my journey from there on, you know, it was like a roller coaster, but a good one. <laughs> so uh, from the moment I started in January, you know, the director in Amsterdam asked me, what do you want? What do you want in life? And, you know, for the, I had the courage to say, well, I want to be an international speaker. Um, I was a speaker here in Holland, but I wanted to go, you know, broaden my horizon. And, well, the next thing I knew was that in April I was speaking in Vienna. 
and in July I was speaking in New York and you know my my world just changed meeting and that is what I meant when I said earlier that the in the right the right environment is so important absolutely because by getting into this environment of global women and meeting like-minded women, ambitious women, successful women who re- really have their goal and their mission, you know, in um, clear. And sometimes it's not always clear, but willing, the willingness mm-hmm. to find that mission or that purpose, you know, helps to helps us to grow together. So it is a very nice environment, and I I really love it. And I had the privilege to become the director of the second club in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So that is, yeah, that's a great privilege and a great honor. And I'm doing it with all my heart. And I, I really love to empower women and we have a wonderful community. So if you're listening, wherever you are around the world, look up for a global woman club and just join them because you will not be disappointed. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I, I, I love, that you talk about, you, you you said a lot of things, and one is finding the right environment, and the other thing is being willing, because again, yes. you could have the right environment, you could have the right people to support you, you could have a great coach and a great mentor, but if you're not yes. willing, then mm-hmm. there's pretty much nothing that can be, that, you know, there would be no transformation and no change. No. So sometimes even you know, a, you know, our, our new environments could be you having guidance, it could be support, it could be a coach, it could be a mentor, yes. it could be changing your association, it could be joining a group of goal-getters or, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, Global Woman Club or, you know, just whatever change you need to, you know, whatever environment that kind of represents what you, you think your future should look like, yes. right? Or what you, yes. what you desire. That's, that's the direction you should be moving towards and you need to be willing because, yes, you could be given the opportunity um, mm-hmm. and nothing will change. And I think that's, again, something that we need to talk about because, um, a lot of the times people think just changing their environment means automatically that transformation mm-hmm. happens. People True. think, oh, when they hire a coach, you know, then change yes. happens. But if you don't yes. do the work, no. if, you know, if the coach guides you and you don't do the work and you're not willing and you're constantly back up, nothing will change. So yes, um, you have to be willing. You have to be willing. I think that's something that I definitely peaked from, you know, my conversation with you. So um, yes. let's um, – Talk about um, just what you would say has, um, you know, if you look back, and I know we've talked about so many things, life lessons, the things that have happened, you know, yes. and all of those things. And if there was something that you could change, if you had the power to change something, what yes. would that, you know, change something in someone, what would that be? What would you change? And are we talking about change like in the world or change in people or what kind of change you know, if you are ha- we talking well, about? Well, whatever can, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm trying as much as possible to leave it as open as possible. Okay, But okay. it could be something to change in people or something that could change in yes. the world. You know, if there is yes. something that you have the power to effect yes. a kind of change, what kind of change would you effect? You know, the um, one of the things I would like to change is the way we treat each other, the way we speak to each other, the way we uh, influence each other. Um, Uh uh, And I'm saying that because looking back at my childhood, 
I, from the mm-hmm. time I was seven until I was 17, I was bullied and beaten every day, every day at school. And that has such an impact on how you grow and how you look um, at who, how you create your self-image. So one of the reasons we spoke about earlier why people are afraid to show up or take off the mask is, is this part also. But if we would be aware of what we do to others and what, how great our influence is, then I believe that the world would be a much better place. Um, it's not always because we are very much uh, eager to point our fingers to others. You know, it's always the other person that has to be careful, that has to be nice. But if we would be more aware of our impact on the world and on the people around us, I believe that starting by ourselves, the world will change. And I don't believe that it will change now, but just in our own environment, just speaking to our children or our partners or the people we work with, if we are aware of the presence that we have and aware of the fact that we are always leading someone. We, I, had a, I had to speak somewhere not so long ago, and I spoke about that we are always leading someone whether we are aware mm-hmm. of it or not, because we are setting an example. The moment as entrepreneurs or as business leaders or the moment that you set yourself out there, you are on social media or you stand in front of an audience, you are leading one way or the other because people are seeing you and they can follow your example or not. But either way, you have an impact on what people say, do or think. So, if we are aware of our presence, aware of what we say, aware of how we treat others, I think that um, th- that is something that I would like to just, just having, yeah, be, being nicer to people. Treat people the way we want to be treated. I think that is so important, and I really like the word presence. I think I'm going to be loving that word very soon, you know, when you, you, you say we need to be aware of our presence. Yes. I think it, you know, I think it really carries so much meaning. At first, yes. I didn't really think of how much meaning it carried, you know, until mm-hmm. that conversation when we talk about total presence. But it yes. really, you know, carries, it, it now has a lot of weight for me, actually. You know, you know, yes. we need to be aware of our presence and how we yes. show up because we're le- someone, you know, however it is, we need to be careful how we talk to people. And I really agree with you. You know, I agree with you that communication, how we communicate, whether we're communicating verbally or our body or, you know, whatever it is with our attitude or with our, that how we communicate to other people is so important. And it's so true. Even as parents, Mm -hmm. I'm always very careful how my child you know I'm very careful when he comes and says something to me I say somebody said this to him at school mm-hmm. and teacher said this I'm very sensitive to those things because I think that these are the things that we you know these are the things that we start to mm-hmm. put into impute into our children you know yes. I talk to my child like I'm talking to my friend with respect with a lot of respect mm-hmm. because he will learn by example right Absolutely. he needs to learn that he can't talk to me with the same respect and he talked to everybody else with the same respect mm-hmm. and we can communicate and have, you know, um, and I think it wasn't the way that I was raised, like, you know, but I'm mm-hmm. learning that we have a role to play, you know, the kind of, like you said, leaders, you know, every yes, time we absolutely. tell children that they are future leaders or their leaders of tomorrow, but then we yes. hold back their voice, true, take back true. their power, we true. and then we expect yes. them to grow up to be leaders tomorrow. And, yes. you know, we, we, 
so I, I really love what you're doing. I really love that, you know, you're, you're really creating this sort of awareness, you know, wherever you go, whether you're speaking yeah. or you're training or you're having, you know, talk or hanging out with um, members of the Global Women Club, that you're actually yes. creating this sort of awareness. <laughs> Um, I yes. think that is so important. So I know that we have to wrap up very soon because we have to respect your time. I know it's getting really late, but we've had such a great time having you um, here on the show. First of all, just before we wrap it up, though, where can people connect with you? Where is the easiest way to connect with Monique? Because I know that the listeners, definitely people, somebody might want to reach out to you. How best can they connect with Monique Decker? Yes. Well, at the moment, my English site is um, is being built, so they will be able to connect me on www.yourselfinleadership.com. Um, um, but for the time, they can send me an email uh, on monique at monique-decker.nl. That's, I think, very simple, monique at monique-decker.nl. Dot NL. Uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, under Monique Decker or under Total Presence Academy, and uh, I'm on Instagram, so I think there are many, many ways they can get in touch with me. I'd love to be in touch with them. Oh, they can just go to, here's one trick I found out, you know, and, and let me share this. They can really go to Monique Decker uh, dot nl if i'm correct i know it's your it's your dutch website but yes. here's the thing you can actually click on translation right so you can get an english translation <laughs> i found out i'm very researching i found out I'm like yes like you can get an english translation see how we cheat so ah. here's what you can still connect you can still learn a bit about monique if you just click on her name on the show notes click on her name it'll take you straight to her dutch website or you yes. can click on translate so once you translate, it changes everything on Dutch to English, just in case, you know, you're like me, English, and you don't know a word or Dutch. It can <laughs> translate to English. That way you can still find out a little bit about what Monique does. And then, of course, she's on social media, so you can, you know, find out, check out Monique Decker. She's on Facebook, and she's, you know, on LinkedIn, and she's, you can you can connect with her. Trust me, if you go yes. to click on her name, it will take yes. you to the website. Click on I'd like to share one last thing. It will change everything. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. I'd like to share one last thing, and that is that finally um, I'm going to make one of my dreams come true. I mentioned Oprah Winfrey in the beginning of our conversation, and one of my dreams has <laughs> always been to have an own talk show. And next week, Thursday, I'm launching my own talk show with a live audience, and I will be broadcasting the, uh-huh. the recordings on YouTube from the end of January, and I will be broadcasting every week. So... That is one reason for to keep following me, uh, and the show will. <laughs> the name of the show is Empowering Voices, just with the M of Monique. Wow. And empowering Voices, and, oh, uh, and it's, it's M for Monique, and then Powering Voices. Yes. Powering. So um, the YouTube channel will be in the year in in January, and it's it's. I'm very excited. So I'm not Oprah Winfrey yet, and I don't tend to be Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> but she is a very, very big example to me. And I really want the same kind of vibe and the same party. So um, next week, Thursday, is going to be a party. I know it is. Okay, Monique, I'd love to attend the party, even if I can't be there live. I definitely <laughs> want to show, want to watch what this is going to add. Let me just say congratulations to you for uh, empowering, empowering us. Um, yes. And I think that this is going to be successful because you, you really are here to serve the world and you yes. have 
what it's and I think you know this is why it's good to show up right because if Oprah didn't show up as who she is we mm-hmm. won't want the same thing that she wants that she has Absolutely. right so yes. um, I think that you know there's so many people in the world and there's space for all of us to shine you know there's Absolutely. space for all of us to be able to create change and for us to support one another and so I can't wait to you know watch <laughs> empowering, uh, you know, your show, your new show. So congratulations yes. on that. And that's a good Thank reason you. for you to stay in touch with yes. uh, Monique. So don't forget, follow her on Facebook. I'm following her on Facebook. Follow her on Twitter and LinkedIn on, you know, wherever else she is. And don't forget that you can definitely have, and oh my God, you should meet Monique, like whether it's on video or in person. She really does have total <laughs> presence. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you so much, Nick, for blessing us with your time and for sharing your journey and for sharing so much wisdom with us. Really, you poured wisdom all over this virtual studio. And, and thank um, you, I'm so Alex. Glad that we might... Thank you. Thank I'm you so very much for this. Yes, no, thank you for this opportunity. It, no, it's amazing, and I can't wait to you know see you know to follow up with what you're doing uh, with the new show and all. I'm so grateful that you know you were able to spend time here with us. And hey, if you're listening and you know people who need to catch this, ep- don't forget that you can listen to all our archive show. It is right here, archived 24/7. If you missed the show from the beginning, you can listen to the recorded version of the show, or just go to our official website at www.thenakedtalk.live. Now, do you have a copy of my book? <laughs> Don't forget, you can get my new book, Uncovered. It's uh, at uncoverthebook.com. And, yes, you can join me for for brunch (laughs) towards the end of the year. We're going to be throwing a a party, a VIP party, and getting, you know, trying to prepare for 2019. So till we come back same time on Friday. Yes, I'm coming back on Friday Radio Special with the amazing Brandy L. Benson. She's a veteran from the U.S. Army, you know. Oh, God, and it's such an interesting story, but we'll be back here on Friday. So till we come back same time on Friday Radio Special, I love you for listening. Ciao. It's unscripted. Out. It's unfiltered. Out. It's uncaught. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.